Welcome to an episode of Find Your Voice, a movement led by yours truly, Aaron Dew, a guy who has overcome crippling anxiety, adversity, and difficulty like so many of you in life, whose main goal now is to help you combat your excuses, take control of your life, write your own story, and most importantly, find your voice. So now, without further ado, I welcome the host of the show himself, Mr. Aaron Dew. What's going on, people? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Find Your Voice. My name is Aaron, and as always, I am the host of the show. So we actually have our first international guest on the show today. And yes, we have gone over to the States. So um, it's a fascinating story, actually, because it's a story of somebody who I suppose reminds me a little bit of myself in terms of she's basically writing her own story. She's doing the things that she loves to do. So whether that's in health and fitness, whether it's in comedy or whether it's actually in acting as well. And she's doing quite a few other quirky and wonderful things that we explore in this episode. And again, the purpose of this show and Find Your Voice one of the meanings behind it is that we all use that as a metaphor in terms of finding our path in life. And then obviously, as the tagline states, write your own story. And that's kind of what I want people to do. I want people to find out who they really are. And Jen is certainly an example of that. So what I'm going to do is jump straight into this episode because you're going to find it fascinating. Plus, you also get to hear a much better accent than myself. Okay, so firstly, I just want to welcome Jen to the show and thank all the listeners for tuning in today. So how are you doing today, Jen? I'm pretty amazing. Yeah, I got a wake up call from my buddy Howard Hoffman at Fresh Green. So he's kind of like, uh, I think he's better than Tony Robbins. So everything's good. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Is that a working relationship? Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, We're more like friends, honestly. Okay. We're probably like, he's one of the rare companies, I'd say, or only companies that we're actually buddies. Yeah, I'm a big fan of him and the products. Yeah, it's cool. Fantastic. Okay. Um, so I obviously know a little bit about yourself. We're friends over on Instagram. That's kind of where we had this conversation to perhaps record this episode today. I think it's important for my listeners to obviously get to know you a little bit. So if you wouldn't mm. mind, if you could just kind of explain how you progressed through life and kind of ended up where you are today. Mm, okay. I mind. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay. <laughs> Let me see. Well, I do a lot of things. I, I wrote comedy last night for four and a half hours. So I'm in a few different worlds that a lot of people would think don't really make sense. In the, but, but to me, if you're going to live a full life, you need to be fit and healthy and you can't have back pain. I've had crazy debilitating back pain. You can't be so tired. You can't get out of bed. And uh, you have to laugh and you have to feel good. And maybe you want to look good. So what I do now is I do hair and makeup. That's cool. My most important thing is my health guidebook. I have a mm-hmm. whole health guidebook for moods, immunity, energy, and aesthetics. I'm going backwards, by the way, because I think <laughs> you need fine. to know. I think people kind of need to know where I'm at to be like, oh, okay. And then Absolutely. we'll reverse engineer. Yeah, I like to reverse engineer things. It makes sense. So there's a health guidebook. So moods, immunity, energy, and aesthetics, everything from immune disorders to cellulite and abs and fitness training pretty straightforward but a lot of different weird techniques and uh yeah the comedy rating last night which is will be very absurd so yeah comedy and health and beauty and fitness and acting and modeling and some movies are coming out so that's pretty much where i'm at now unique Mm -hmm. and how did i get here um i've always been in fitness my whole life my grandparents were like prevention magazine before prevention magazine ever came out i was at their dinner table saying what's the protein (laughs) So that that was always there. 
And then um, as far as being so passionate to help people, mm. I had debilitating back pain from 2010, 2013, where I really couldn't take a nine to five job because I didn't know if I'd be able to walk. So when you have situations like that and chronic fatigue, you you know, once you get over it and you learn what causes it and how to prevent it and how to fix it, for me at least, I want to. I don't want anyone to go into that situation. So I'm very passionate about sharing that message. So I'd say that kind of sums it up. You know, my passion to share. Yeah. Okay, that's fantastic. So there's a couple of things I want to touch on there. So you remind me a little bit of myself, and this was one of the reasons that I I reached out to you in relation to this episode because. Similar to myself, I'm doing so many random things as well. So I'm a property investor, I'm a podcaster, I've got a separate business doing personal training, then I've got uh, this social aspect to my life. So I'm kind of doing, similar to yourself, just kind of enjoying myself through life and kind of picking and choosing whatever I feel like doing basically. So that's mm-hmm. always interesting. Um, and also you just touched on you this back pain that you've had and obviously that going through that situation has obviously given you a kind of purpose I suppose in terms of making sure nobody else kind of feels that way. So if we could just touch on that a little bit. You mentioned, was it 2011 you said that, that initially Yeah, happened? like, I mean, I've had fatigue since, like, middle school, high school. So wow. the fatigue part and just not being, literally, like, coming home from middle school and high school and just having to take naps. And I had to basically go from being in the honor society and then 12th grade just barely going to school. So I wouldn't want anyone to go through that. Of and course. I've had a lot of fatigue. And then the back pain was late 2010 to 2013. And that was pretty bad too. <laughs> and I'm just looking at, obviously, your Instagram profile now where you're in great shape. You're doing all this fitness stuff. Have you found the underlying cause for that? Was it some sort of inflammation? Was it anemic? Or I mm. mean, what, what was it? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, my friend who just called said, oh, do you still have the back pain? I said, no, because it took a million years of dealing with, quote, if you saw me, I'd be putting quotes up, quote, good doctors and you're know, mm-hmm. the best of the best in good areas, but they weren't helping me. So I've been failed by so many doctors and experts in the fitness field, the health field, nutrition field, the back pain field, energy field, that I really had to just take bits and pieces from, you know, either things that I'm pulling from the collective consciousness or downloading if you're into the spiritual realm and mm. taking things from books and really piecing together my own plan. So what caused it is what I found Basically, if you take a piece of paper and you divide into two sides, mm-hmm. the left side, let's say the left side is things that cause back pain or cause fatigue, and then the right side is things that prevent it and alleviate, I found all these different things that can cause and prevent it, and then I know how to fix it. So, um, wow. yeah, it's. I, I will say that and what I found in clients, because I fixed back pain, would be fear alcohol um crappy diets can i say shitty like are there some <laughs> yeah absolutely you can say what you want can i can i curse on here yeah absolutely nah. are you sure yeah yeah I, all i do is when the episode comes out i just label it as explicit so it's not a problem oh perfect let's do explicit then okay, yeah, i don't want i don't do want to talk about sesame street character it's really stifling all right cool so like shitty foods shitty you know crappy processed food like yeah. pizza stuff like that causes inflammation fear oh wow fear yeah, fear and not stretching, doing tightening, contracting workouts without stretching. So, like, there's a whole bunch of things, but those are some main ones. Oh, wow, that's interesting. So, you, you also mentioned there you obviously got clients now who you're working with. Are they able to access your services via Instagram? Have you got anything for us UK people over here? Because obviously you're across the shores over it. Is it in New York? Yeah, so with fitness, I've done I've done a few video trainings, but I really, I really do think if, if you're going to do training, you should have someone that can physically touch you and move you mm. around 
but I've had some clients request it, so I'm like, all right, whatever. But um, as far as nutrition, and that corresponds to the back pain, I do think you have to have that nutrition because that's the fear, it's the lifestyle, it's relationships. That's to me, that's going to affect your psoas and it's going to affect your lower back and that whole sacral area. So yeah, I do my my health guidebook that I do via video. So. Um, and then I send a copy of the book. So I'd have to literally just send it. I don't do it through an ebook. I actually give hard copy books to everybody. Excellent. And the final thing I wanted to touch on was uh, you mentioned comedy and I've watched some of your videos on Instagram as well. So <laughs> again, it's just another another unique thing about yourself. What got you into comedy? That's just my being. My parents are really, really funny. So I'm just, that's just the, the way I go through life. Aside, aside from um, the last four months, I dated someone who produces literally produces like drama all the stuff he films <laughs> right. stuff he does is like drama and he produced drama <laughs> in my life so i was like oh let's let's try this but no I, I i like i like living in a comedy life i like to wake up with jokes in my head it's just it's just a nice way to go through life it's a good high vibration if you if you're into that absolutely yeah so are you doing actual stand-ups then in terms of what we i'd say from the uk we look on jonglers or some sort of comedy show right, right. See... okay wow um, sketch Sketch. I do have a stand-up written, but I like I like sketches. I like to do characters. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what we did last night. We're going to be doing. I can't really tell you because it'll ruin it. But we're going to do some. We'll probably do some live events, but we'll do a Facebook live, and it's going to be all these different characters. There's going to be a lot of Facebook lives going down, like in characters and pranks. Fantastic. <laughs> what I'll make sure I'll do is at the end of the show I'll get your details. So obviously we can put that for the listeners, um, and then obviously they can smile and watch your Facebook nice. videos yeah that, that's the goal i want people to feel good if only two people laugh hey those two people had a had a smile on their face absolutely absolutely i agree okay so i'm a big big believer that we are a result of the thoughts we tell ourselves and um, the habits that we kind of put ourselves through on a daily basis um myself in particular i have a specific morning routine similar to yourself it's, it's mainly around like health well-being my mindset and everything what kind of routine do you have on a daily basis or is it kind of ad hoc and you just kind of firefighting your way through life? Because you do do a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. So every day kind of switches. So let's say like like next week, weekend, there's someone from the Oprah show that's going to, we're going to have a talk about a sketch comedy show. So that's going to be part of my day next Wednesday. To, today's you and today I'm going to be writing Facebook ads and I'm also going to be meeting with a nutrition client. So today is one day. I let myself wake up late. And I have wheatgrass and sprout cubes. So I take wheatgrass, I get deliveries from. You can get that, by the way. They deliver. I've actually had it before and it doesn't taste too great, but I did have it for about a year. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, not great. This, one, this one's actually better because the ones I would get in the store, I actually almost threw up the last two right. times I had it. So this one's okay. And then the sprout cubes, I get sprout deliveries too. I make them into cubes. So I'm drinking sprout cubes and wheatgrass cubes and fresh greens. So I have my greens. And the reason I do that is one, your alkaline, there's so many benefits to that, there's so many nutrients, but also it potentiates, it really has a synergistic reaction and it basically just makes your stimulants more stimulating. So I have coffee here right now too, and you're you're gonna feel the effects of coffee more if you have greens. So that's that's pretty much how I start the mornings as far as drinks go, and lemon water, ginger water, and turmeric water. And then on Tuesdays, I do a lot of cocaine, and then I have hookers wake me up. <laughs> so that's how Tuesdays go. Yeah, no, I'm just A bit of a balance then, yeah. 
I don't pay for it. No, I, I like to have. Oh, that's even know, better. I pay for it, right? Absolutely. <laughs> <But the juice, laughs> I try to um movement. You know, get the lymph going, get the blood flowing, get mm-hmm. a little detox, fasted cardio. I try to do fasted cardio. Mm-hmm. So if I can't get to the gym, I walk around my house in circles and I do whatever I got to do. So that's kind of mm-hmm. what I did right before talking to you. So that's today. Brilliant. Excellent. I've actually just done my cardio just before speaking to yourself as well because I find it kind of clears my mind and it just makes me a little bit more creative, I suppose. I'm jealous. What's your morning routine? Uh, my morning routine, I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is like a gratitude journal and mm-hmm. um, I'll have my day planned out from the night before so I write my gratitude journal and I do this really weird thing. So how a lot of people kind of inspire themselves or motivate themselves with their dreams and all this exciting stuff. I kind of think of like the most morbid nightmare that I could possibly think of, i.e. something bad's going to happen potentially to myself or my family. And what that kind of does is it kind of fires me up and gets me out of bed to really kind of seize the day and not make any excuses. Yeah, yeah, I I know it sounds morbid, but it's actually quite uh, motivational and it it helps me. Yeah, I just I use all my adversity and stuff like through life just to kind of channel that into a positive. Um, then the first thing I do is go to the gym. I try and train fasted, um, similar to what you were saying earlier. And then I'll come back and I'll have breakfast with the wife. And then I'll crack on with my work, depending on what I'm doing in the day. And mm. when I kind of hit a slump, which is normally like after lunchtime, that's where I just do a bit of cardio because it lifts me back up. Um, and then on the night, I just kind of, again, I do look at my goals. I, I write my gratitude again like second time in the day and I kind of write like my five wins for the day because I think sometimes we're so busy and especially on social media when you're comparing yourselves with other people and stuff we forget the progress that we've made in life as well so I kind of use that to just reflect and it's me just being more mindful of the things I'm doing I suppose because I think there was a big period in my life where I was just on autopilot if that kind of mm. makes sense. But I do try and incorporate um, a lot of health foods. Um, so stuff like chaga, um, mushroom, lion's mane, coffee, that kind of like organic um, stuff. Because I listen to the Modern Health Show by Sean Stevenson. And I do try and take a lot of... Oh, I love that. I love oh, Sean Stevenson. it's fantastic. Stevenson. Yeah. He's like I love one of him. my favorite. Oh my God. He's amazing. Yeah, I listen to all his stuff. And any anything he kind of recommends is where I'll kind of go. Obviously in the UK, it's difficult to kind of get the stuff that you guys have got over there so when i went to new york uh, recently i brought myself some of that coffee obviously we get wheatgrass and corella and spirulina and all those kind of good things here so i do Mm -hmm. try and put as many good things into my body but i suffered a lot with binge eating um Mm, not to make this podcast about me i kind of find that i have to if if i fancy a biscuit or a chocolate i have to have that then because otherwise i'll suppress my feelings for seven days and then i'll eat like 300 of them if that makes right, sense. Right, right. So. No, it's totally me. Yeah, half my family is like <laughs> eating themselves to death. So it's definitely, I get it. It's a horrible condition, isn't it? Because um, it, it almost becomes a vicious cycle because especially, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not sure when you had it, but when I did it, what I would do is I would train three times a day for the next four days, almost like torturing myself. And then I obviously- I saw that. Yeah, it's horrible. Then you then you get to a point where you're absolutely starving and then you end up gorging again, eating 10,000 calories and you're thinking- this can't be right so for me it's kind of being practical thinking what's sustainable um so i try and get all the best foods i can in the morning hydrate train everything and then if i fancy a treat like just before i went on this show with you i had a couple of biscuits and i'm good i'm happy so yeah right right but the binge eating um it is an addiction and i actually i'm going to become a certified peer recovery coach there's a training wow. for that i'm okay. going to apply that with my health counseling because i don't have 
I do. I did take some classes in addiction, but I want to take more and more formal classes because what I'm finding is that, like my last client, does her name is not listed, so it's totally confidential. I'm mm-hmm. so confidential with clients to the point where people don't even know I do nutrition. But um, a lot of people who have the binge eating, you know, it's comorbid. They're also had maybe had a history of sex addiction or alcohol mm-hmm. or opiates. It usually runs hand in hand. It tends, it tends to, at least that's what I see. And then these people, if you can apply, even if they don't have the substance addictions, um, applying the principles of addiction um, from many different belief systems really helps. It really helps. It's amazing, you know? That's fascinating. So, you, so you're in the process of becoming that coach now? Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to, hopefully. Hopefully it starts next week. Yeah. Like you haven't got enough things to be doing. <laughs> right? I know. Well, you know what it is? I don't have kids and I don't have a husband right. to take care of. So that frees up a lot of space where I can do a lot of things. A lot of people say, you have to pick one. I said, well, if you don't have kids and you don't go to breakfast, lunch, and dinner and you don't have hangovers anymore, you can kind of do a lot of stuff. Ah, good point. Just um, going off on a little tangent here, you mentioned um, at the beginning of the show, I think it was Fresh Co., and you've mentioned all these um, um, nutritious uh, types of food that you're taking. What kind of um, brands do you recommend? I'm just thinking for the listeners who maybe want to just maybe yeah. take take on a bit of advice and try something. Sure, sure. Okay. Long list. I bounce around because this is a thing. Even, even if you know the manufacturer and they highly research things, there might be substances in the food that they don't know about. You know, it's just like, with the world, how it is, and the polluted water. So I like to diversify a lot. So with green powders, I'll do fresh greens. I do fresh greens for since 2010, and then I met the owner, and it was like I was already taking the stuff for a year. I, was, I found that on a podcast while in my shower, and then we became friends. <laughs> so fresh greens for sure. Also, um, Purium. Purium is a network marketing company. I don't sell it, but I am a fan of their green vibrance, green powder. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like I really think it's good to bounce around. I do like the Purium. It's a beat. What is it? It is a pre-workout and it's called Can't Beat This before pre-workout. Pretty amazing. So the vasodilator of beet powder. Love that. Beet powder. Um as far as supplement, it's, it's not really a supplement you buy, but you can do this yourself. So I highly recommend this. You can do this with lemons, turmeric, ginger. And sprouts. I do this all four. You just take sprouts, lemon, turmeric, ginger, put it in a blender, all separate. So the lemons are just with water in a blender. And then you blend it, it turns into a pulp. And then you take the pulp and you put it into an ice cube tray or many ice cube trays. And then you freeze it. It becomes ice cubes. And then you take those ice cubes, put it in a bag. So every time you have water, you can just take an ice cube and put it in your water. And it's already prepared. No mess. Great idea. Yeah. So that's the turmeric and the ginger are big one. Those are natural. It's not a company. See, I think a lot a lot of these brands, we don't really get them in the UK, which is why I was quite envious because I listen to uh, Sean Stevenson quite regularly and he's saying, mm. talking about Organifi and all these crazy supplements that just sound like they're amazing. Um, but then obviously you go to the UK shopping centers and it's pretty much basic stuff. Yeah, um, so really? it, it, it is. Yeah, it's it's very difficult, and I think they've started to do like organic ranges now, where you've got like whole foods and stuff. But everything's so overpriced. So I'm just thinking for the regular family, right. maybe maybe stuff like you've just mentioned, like ginger, turmeric, lemons, which is relatively cheap food that you can almost make some sort of concoction yourself. Yeah, you just blend it. it. You know, Absolutely. you could do it fresh, but it makes a mess and it takes time. And if you're really busy, just to go in your freezer and take the ice cube and pop it in water. 
it's so easy. Yeah, I'm not going to grind turmeric every morning. I'm just not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay, fantastic. So we've spoken a little bit about your life now. Um, obviously, you're doing all this weird and wonderful things. Um, I want to ask you something a little bit, I suppose, a little bit personal. And it might, again, go back to that situation about your back or it could be something completely different. I want to speak about adversity. Um, and the reason I want to speak about adversity is because I'm always keen to see how people overcome their adversity because I believe mm. we're almost faced with a choice when we go through something difficult. We either give up or we continue moving forward. And the whole emphasis behind this show is to show that the show must still go on. So if if I could kind of ask you to maybe talk about a time that you've been through some level of adversity and how you persevered through it and more importantly, what you learned from it. Right, right. Okay. So I kind of had that a few weeks ago. Um, breakups breakups will kind of do that to you but I'm going to go to the back pain I think that's the best because that was a transformational time in my life I really changed so the 2010 Thanksgiving-ish was the back pain started setting in and when I say back pain it's it's not just oh my back hurts it's a shooting pain that feels like there's a needle being stabbed in your back and it goes down to your feet so that happens 50% of the time from 2010 to 2013 in August and one day I, I knew it was gone when I picked up my juicer with one hand Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel back pain. I was like, oh, my God, I can pick a juicer up with one hand and I don't feel back pain. And I started walk, like jogging through my neck. I was like, oh, my God, I can jog. And I was a trainer. Remember, I was a trainer teaching workout classes. And that's when the back pain hit. So that's pretty scary when your full-time wow. job is of course. teaching workout classes and you can't walk across the room. And I wouldn't even drink water some days because I couldn't get up to walk across the room to go to the bathroom. That's how bad it was. So... So, um, yeah, it took a long time, you know, 2010, 2013 is a long time, but, um, there's a a lot of things that happened. I went to a handful of different doctors that failed me and, you know, that motivates me to help people and put together a cohesive plan that works. Mm. So that's why I'm passionate about sharing my stuff because nobody, not one person was able to help me, unfortunately. Um, switch my friends around. That was really important. I, I wasn't, um... I wasn't an alcoholic or anything, but the lifestyle in DC was, you know, it was very normal, like once a week to, if you're, if you have a lot of friends and I had a few people even call me a socialite, which is bizarre, but okay. So I guess I was pretty social and teaching workout classes and those two things don't mix. Don't ever, if there's anyone listening, (laughs) don't try to drink tequila at a pool party and smoke pot and then teach a work, you know, until God knows when and then go to the MTV real world house and then try to teach a workout class at 6.30 in the morning after teaching a client at 5 a.m. You're, you're going to die. Like, something's going to happen to you. That's what happened. <laughs> I drove myself into the ground. So, yeah. So, you know, that, I, the, the drinking, I almost completely quit. I realized it's just a poison. For me, it mm. doesn't work. My Half my family just can't drink alcohol. Like, our bodies just, like, malfunction. Mm-hmm. So, can't. So, the alcohol's really small. The whole diet changed. The friends that want to go out and drink... And wear high heels because that that I can't really do that with my with my back. Um, high heels are for shoots in the bedroom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we had to we had to, I switched around a lot. You know, going out at night on Fridays and Saturdays and living a normal life. No, so I don't. I, I have my fun in much different ways now. And those type of friends I have are people who want to create with me. Who want to write comedy and sketches and you know just do fun cool stuff like this you can be healthy and you can be kind of badass and you can curse and you can do all kinds of fun stuff you don't have to live a boring life to be healthy you really don't 
Yeah, I think that's a great point. And I think it's probably something that a lot of people go through, especially myself. So when I first got into fitness, it was very difficult because similar to yourself, I was very sociable and I was always going out for drinks on a Friday, Saturday. And it's kind of like an Indian culture here where you just kind of just go to the pub on a Friday, Saturday and get absolutely wasted and then hung over the next day you're eating kebabs and fast food and then back on it again and initially when I started especially my entrepreneurial journey because it's completely different to a nine-to-five in terms of you're working more hours so that lag and that hangover especially while trying to keep in shape as well was so difficult when you're having these two or three days that are just continuously going over and then Mm. I almost had to kind of pull myself back as well from that social circle and initially it was difficult because I'd still find myself coming back but then like you said I've now got people in my circle who we can just go out for a meal a nice healthy meal and stuff like sleep and stuff I really especially again I mentioned him again uh, Sean Stevenson I prioritize my sleep just as much as everything else like my health and nutrition so I make sure I'm in bed by a certain time in order to carry on with the day and like you said do all the fun stuff because life for me right now I probably don't drink how I used to drink but I'm having just as much fun so it's yeah it's about reevaluating. I suppose as you go through life priorities change yeah I mean I gotta say that I mean, today has kind of just started for me. I woke up late, but today is, I'd say, one of the best days of my life. And yesterday Fantastic. was one of the most fun days. And there was no alcohol, and there was not staying up too late. But, um, you know, at first, I think at first, at least for me, it was a little devastating because all my friends, not all of them, but the friends I used to party with were like, they looked like Maxim models. They were gorgeous girls, and they wore these heels, and they could literally be out of a magazine. And we'd go out at night, and you know, I'd be wearing sneakers. I, I don't care, and I had to. Yeah. But it's like you can't – I literally couldn't do the things that my friends wanted me to do because mm. I couldn't walk and I couldn't be out late. And all the behaviors of being out late, wearing high heels, drinking alcohol, they all ruined my back. So I had to kind of just disappear. <laughs> yeah, of course, for your own well-being, I suppose. Yeah, and it's better. It's, it's just much better. I mean, there's a whole bunch of people that are doing – I'm actually going to make a list and I can share it with you. I'll make a list of all these things you can do instead of going out to dinner, breakfast, lunch, and drinks. And there's so much. Actually, that would be fantastic. If you, if you have got something like that, um, I can actually put it in the show notes as well. Um, yeah. So then pe- that would obviously give the listeners some value as well. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, I will. That will be a valuable list because a lot of people don't know what to do when people ask them to do these things and then they do it and they feel like shit and then – they're like, well, this life is life sucks, and it's like, no, just create a new life. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think that's a great point. That is because I suppose one of my excuses actually at that time was, oh, there's nothing else to do. You know, it's a Friday. There's nothing else to really do. But I think that list will certainly help people. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do that. I have to send it to someone that just texted me to go out to lunch. Brilliant, <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Okay, so my next question it's about fear. So you're a very, very happy, bubbly person who loves to laugh but what kind of scares you is there anything that scares you in terms of everything everything wow okay expecting <laughs> that. <laughs> and what yeah. do you mean by that um i'm kind of a fearful person like uh <laughs> i i think you might have seen my instagram because you can see watches your stories but yeah. i recently became with on a comical level i'm obsessed with and then on a comical level i'm into it like 80 percent. but on a 20 percent level i'm really into it because i believe in it the show doomsday preppers Okay. So like home invasions and security and looting and the, the government going or whatever and the water levels rising, like these are some things that go through my head all the time. Right, um, okay. You know, in, in a healthy way because I did an environmental um, event a couple of months ago and there are there is all this research that shows that in Long Island there's going to be, I think it's 100,000 people that 
will have to relocate because there's they're going to have flooding in their homes. Like there are real things going on. Wow. So things like that worry me. And then homelessness has always been on my mind. I've never gotten close to it, but mm. I think about it all the time, which is weird. I don't think it's weird. I just think I, I I think it's different. I think the fact that you're thinking about something like that, maybe with like empathy or something, it's, it shows your your nature in terms of. I I assume when you think about it, it obviously upsets you, and you think that's not right. I'm just yeah. trying to figure out why something so external that's in terms of probability is probably not going to affect you while you're letting that kind of consume you because it is an external factor, I suppose. Well, it doesn't. It definitely doesn't consume me, but it's something that like it's just something that. You know, I'm not driven by fear, but it's definitely something I think of. Like, for example, I used to give my dad a lot of shit, and he would always have two cars. I'd be like, "What are you gonna do? You're gonna you're gonna ghost ride the whip. You're gonna have one foot on one car, one on the other." And sometimes you talk about saving money, and I'd be like, "What are you doing? Just get rid of one car." So mm-hmm. I, I was told by a psychic, and this is really bizarre, but she's like, okay. "You're gonna." You're going to be really successful and all this stuff and blah, 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 you know, by the mm-hmm. time you're 40 and you're not going to have to, to watch your money, but you're going to be very penurious because and you're going to save money. You're not going to waste money. And I was like, yeah, because I always think, you know, what if it's that $7,000, $1,000 purchase and that's why I'm homeless, <laughs> you know? Right. Okay. Yeah. You never know, you know, you never know. Absolutely. That's a, that's a different way of thinking. I've never really thought like that. Yeah, I'm weird. <laughs> no, no, it's not weird at all. It's just, it's, it's unique. So clairvoyance, I just want to touch on that as well. So do you believe in clairvoyance? Um, yeah, I do. I do. Um, I don't think that, I definitely think there's a lot of BS out there, more, mm. more BS than there is truthfulness. But mm-hmm. I'll give you, let's see, I'll give you this example. My first, okay. my first situation, someone came to my house in my, my apartment in college, right after college. And we had gone to the University of Maryland and partying our freshman year with like older people. And it was crazy. And she goes, she goes, she walks in and I'm smoking a hookah at my dining room, my living room table. And I'm not really paying attention. She goes, Jen, do you remember my friend Howie? And I just look up and I go, he died? Like that was my reflex reaction. I didn't follow him on Facebook. I don't have any friends in common. We're at the same university. And she just is like, what the hell? He died. Wow. Like I just knew. So I've had a lot of situations like that where I just know things. It comes out of my mouth. So something's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't want to scare off my listeners. Um, but I know. I, yeah. <laughs> but I believe in it as well. Um, and I actually did a course for um, a very short amount of time. I did it with my mom actually. And uh, just to kind of understand what, what goes on behind the scenes of it yeah and um yeah it was interesting not that i saw anything or anything but he kind of explained how psychics say what they say i.e they get images and stuff and then it's kind of like about interpretation how you interpret what you're being told and actually there's a lady close to me and i actually i've probably been to her about 10 times in my life and some mm-hmm. of the stuff she's told me is stuff that you can't guess you know it's not stuff like oh you're gonna have someone die of a heart attack or something very generic it's it's almost like your great granddad died because he had an infection in his left toe and that killed him and then i've gone home and i've asked my dad and i'm like wow how has that just happened so uh yeah it is some freaky stuff that you kind of think wow there is something out there but like you said there's probably a lot more um fake people out there which kind of i suppose spores the narrative really but yeah that's i mean i've got i got stories on stories from the same psychic who didn't know my dad at the time and he didn't know his current girlfriend of like 10 or 12 years they both saw the same psychic and they described that they would meet each other and the brick wall behind them and the whole place and how it would happen and it happened that's i mean that's one of them it's wow. crazy 
So yeah, and I actually use it with clients. Um, I actually, I've taken a few psychic development courses just because I used to really be negative about it. I used to kind of like be really mean to my mom because my mom used to be all into crystals and I was like, listen, it doesn't make sense. You're being crazy. (laughs) So I was like, you know what? The only way to knock something is to fully immerse yourself and to learn about it. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm so mean about this stuff. I'm so negative. And I was like, let's just take some psychic classes in 2014. I met some guy at a grocery store and he was like literally throwing business cards at me. So I was like, all right, let's try it. And actually, um, I, I've known with every single client, 100%, if they're a binge eater, if they're lonely, there's certain things I just know. Wow. Yeah. That's fascinating. You'll have to keep me updated in relation to your journey because who knows, I might start taking some more courses as well myself. I think, it, you know, it's just good to know, like, you know, if you're in real estate or if you're in the entertainment business, like, I, I know pretty much right away now, like, if I should deal with this person or not. Just, you know, it's not even psychic. You could even just call it intuition or just reading people really well, whatever you want to call it. It's just really nice to be able to walk into a room where you're having to deal with all these new people, you know, as an actress and be like, you know, are they going to, you know, is it, should I go to this audition? Are they going to steal my organs? Are they going to kidnap me? Or is this a real audition? And if it is a real audition, is this something that I should do? So you got to feel out so much in all these industries and real estate too, you know, what's worth your time. Just playing devil's advocate there. Do you not feel though sometimes, and this is the response I get from my wife or somebody, is that when somebody tells you something, you almost start acting more towards that kind of path, if that makes sense. So I've had times where somebody said, oh, you're going to purchase this or you're going to do this. And then maybe subconsciously it's gone into my head somewhere. I mean, I don't try and do it knowingly, but do you feel that maybe that kind of you can't rule that out yeah i think i think that's but i will tell you um writing a book is a lot of sacrifice you know Mm. it takes hours and hours and i've been writing this since 2010 it's 135 pages but i've had at least eight if not 20 different psychics who don't know each other all over the world tell me that i'm going to be like a global healer and help people blah 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 so when you have all these people tell you things it helps because if, if for me to write a book and then think, you know what, this is a piece of garbage, no one's going to care. But when all these people who are, you know, winning awards for being psychics and they're all telling you you're going to change the world and help all these people, it helps. It helps me to go forward. Uh, so, I agree. Yeah, it reaffirms it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, me too as well. It'll help my podcast as well. <laughs> Yeah, I want to help a lot of people. 10,000 people before I die. That's what I decided. Oh, you'll do more than that. You'll do a lot I more hope. than that. Definitely, definitely. Okay, so you've actually kind of answered my next question, which was uh, about motivation. And I'm assuming your biggest motivation is probably to help other people. Yeah, to help people to be out of pain and help the people who are struggling to get out of struggle and to help the alphas who are pretty much doing well to be more alpha and to really super win. That's a major main goal of mine. I love that. I love that to have fun as well on the way yeah you you gotta have fun you gotta have the vibration of fun actually you know the vibration of fun is gonna help you to succeed more absolutely so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna put you through the paces now having heard the buzzer go off so we're gonna go in three two one what did you eat for breakfast wheatgrass sprouts coffee organical lemon juice the ability to fly or be invisible ah invisible money or fame money your ideal job what i'm doing right now your proudest moment Mm, writing last night's comedy (laughs) your favorite food men no i'm just kidding um i don't know i don't know i love so many things like i don't have a favorite i don't know netflix or youtube Mm, shoot youtube's getting better 
Netflix right now. Your number one goal this year? Put out at least 20 hilarious comedy videos and to get my book to at least at least 30 more people, minimum, if not 100. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Your favorite sport? All racket sports, sports, tennis, racquetball, ping pong. If you could sit with one person in the world for an hour, who would it be? Ooh, shoot. Ah, God. I'm my dad and second, Andy Milanakis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is your biggest addiction? Food. Summer or winter? Summer. Your favorite place in the whole wide world? My home lately. Would you rather speak all languages or be able to speak to animals? Animals. Ah, no, all languages, all languages. If you could abolish one thing in the world, what would it be? Pain in every single form. Your favorite song ever? Ooh, God. Okay, we're just going to go with what I listened to yesterday, which is not the truth, but it's Captain and it's Ricky Ricardo. (laughs) And the final question is, read minds or predict the future? Predict the future. Fantastic. It's weird that the last question was actually in relation to the stuff we were kind of talking about. (laughs) That's strange. Okay, fantastic. So we're almost at the end of the show now. We've just got a couple of more questions I just want to ask you. So I'm a firm believer in hindsight being a wonderful thing. Obviously, we can learn a lot from our lessons. We can learn ways to get to where we want to get to quicker, easier or with less heartache. But I'm also a very firm believer that the journey that we go through teaches us a hell of a lot. So knowing what you know now, if you could take yourself back to a younger gen and maybe whisper something in her ear when she was going through some level of adversity, even if we look at 2011, for example, what would you say? Don't deal with trick-ass bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically. I mean, that it sounds so stupid, but basically anyone that's not, you know, at your level or, or basically related to the goals at hand and purpose, just don't deal with them. I love that. I think that's sound advice. That's brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fantastic. So that brings us to the last question. And the last question I always ask all of my guests is, if in 150 years time, we are no longer here and all that exists is a book. And this book is about you. It's about Jen. It's about her whole life, everything she's accomplished, all of the weird and wonderful things that she's done. Firstly, what would the title of that book be? And secondly, what would the blurb at the back of it tell us about Jen? Oh, man. Um, well, f- well, first, I'll just have to interject and say that I would hope that my how-to guidebook would be much more um, prolific and well-known than a book about me because that will help more people. But um, that being said, to answer your question, um, the title of the book, uh, maybe read this fuck off or the life with energy. <laughs> um, okay. I don't know. I can't decide. And then the end blurb would probably be how to live the life, the life of the life without pain, the life with laughter, mm. feeling good, all about having fun and health and having that that joie de vivre, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's absolutely. a terrible summary. That's horrific. <laughs> don't don't publish that. It's a that. bit disjointed. I'm sure we can uh, obviously work on it when it comes out. But yeah, yeah no, that's fine. On that. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I think I think I think that's a, that's a good point, and you've said it a few times in this episode. Is about the fun bit. And one of the things I've always preached in like, especially in health and fitness. So I always say it takes hard work. Um, and I say you need to be consistent with whatever you're doing. But my other two things are always about sustainability and enjoyment. That's kind of my four pillars that I always kind of um, practice, I suppose. So mm. it's just interesting, obviously, someone else who's in the kind of health and fitness space as well that you 
also say you know you need to be happy and you need to enjoy it basically as well because i, I feel like we're kind of missing that element in um, you are yeah in the health and fitness world especially yeah i would like to add to it though i mean i lived in dc my own virginia for 10 years away from my mom and my dad and my mom definitely has told me you know have fun but my dad more so you know i i'm very critical even though i like to act goofy and be stupid you know and mm-hmm. just play dumb I, I'm very critical. I can walk into a room and I'm an artist. I was an art studio art minor in college. I can see every single thing that I consider to be a flaw in a person, in a home, and I, I and how to fix it. This is just how my mind works. So, you know, as I the reason why I'm like this is my dad would always, you know, influence and try to be like, you gotta have fun. He'll ask me, you know, I'd be like, I did this and I got an A or you know, I helped this client or blah blah blah. And he'd go, Well, did you have fun? Did you have fun? Yeah. Mm. It's a brilliant question to ask, isn't it? It's, mm-hmm. it's one of the most important ones as well. Yeah, it's so important. So I'm glad that you know he used to he would remind me because I can be I can get very serious actually. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think the whole world can, to be honest. And I think I'm not sure what it's like over in the in the states, but if you if you pay a lot of attention to the media and the the television and your newspapers here, it's very very easy to kind of become depressed and just think. Mm-hmm bad thoughts all the time because it's just so much negativity being passed passed around and um, you're almost just hearing like bad stories all the time yet there's so much light in the world as well and so much wonderful things that I think need to be expressed a lot more so uh, it's refreshing that you have that attitude as well and I think I think the world would just benefit more from that so thank you for sharing that I appreciate it um before we go Jen I just want to give you a chance just to obviously for the listeners let us know where we can contact you and obviously I'll put all the the finer details into the show notes as well yeah uh don't contact me I like my piece no I'm kidding (laughs) um no no I I I like people I really do oh the good ones the good ones of course um so we have two instagrams at the life with Jenergy. we have at jenelise we have my website, which just got hacked, uh, thelifewithgenergy.com. Uh, Facebook, Jen Elise Feldy. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's Tumblr and Twitter, and the Twitter is uh, Life with Genergy. Yeah, that's good. And in relation to your publication? Yeah, I'm going to have snippets of things on Instagram and Facebook. Like, if you go to my Facebook profile photos and cover photos, a lot of the, like, the major productions, like, there's five movies coming out in the next few months so they're gonna be like if you kind of go through that you'll kind of see what's going on but i also do have like a resume for people that are in the entertainment business on backstage.com and i have like a seven page whole thing with links and youtube so that you can just be like okay just w- w- what's going on like can we just have it in one sheet so it actually lists everything i'm up to and it you know goes through voiceover and health counseling and hosting and it's totally organized and categorized fantastic okay excellent so i'll make sure i put those all in the show notes thank you for your time today and for everyone else at home thanks for listening thank you that was awesome and remember this podcast is absolutely free so all we ask in return is for you to share this with a friend and drop us a five-star review over on itunes have an awesome day